Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Come on. You know, in Psalm, I love reading through Psalm. It's like basically going back in time. All the good hymns and all the good songs were written out of Psalm. So when I sing it, all I see is like visions of people doing like the old school church skip dance and like building one situations, which is the original sanctuary down there on the north end of the building. And I love it. But it's so fun to know this. I looked this up and I thought, man, we give credit to David all the time for writing Psalms. Do you know there's eight authors that participated in writing the book of Psalms? Maybe more, but they, they talk about maybe eight or so authors that have done that in the book of Psalms. What struck me was is that it was, it's cool to know that because it, 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 the guys that were involved there, you're talking about the likes of Solomon and Moses and many others. These were men of God that, that knew that the key to unlocking God's blessing in their life was to praise him, was to trust him. And they defined it that way too. They didn't just, and here's what we'll do tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of interchangeably use the word praise and trust. Because it wasn't just a, a, a verbal thing for them. Yes, they worshiped, and yes, they danced, and yes, they spoke, you know, gave glory to God. But they lived in such a way that their trust was given to God in praise. That's how, that's how they solidified their words. It's how they verify what they were saying than with their actions. I mean, they were, they were laid back, like, I'm just going to do this type of thing. I mean, the kind of people that just walk out into deserts, right? That go and just talk to kings and tell them what God was going to do. You're, you're not doing those types of things. You know, you're not going into battles unless you're, you're knowing God's got my back. I trust him. I've got nothing but a couple of stones, a stick, and I'm going to go do it. Right? Like that's a trust. That's a praise that communicates I believe in you with everything that I've got. And I don't care what's coming my way. You're going to take care of it. That gets the attention of God, does it not? Jesus wrote it like this. He said, Jesus, or the true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That's the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. In truth. You know, the word truth is, 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 is good to look at right there because the opposite of truth is what? It's like dishonesty, right? Like you're not, you're not speaking truthful if you're, if you're not speaking in truth. So if you're going to say you trust God, if you're going to worship him in praise like we just did, but then you're going to live the opposite of that, that's not what God's looking for. Here's what, here's what he says. He said, these people claim to be mine and praise me with their lips, but they don't mean it. Their hearts are somewhere else far from me. Their worship of me is just a routine repeated without thinking. It's just a little bit of an identifier for you tonight, like to separate and understand the difference between what it means to praise with your lips and to live and believe in truth what you're actually saying. Because it looks a lot different for many people who are saying, you know, I praise Jesus, I live for him, I acknowledge him as my savior, I trust in him, but then your actions look, sound, and, 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 and smell a whole lot different. I will praise you, my Lord, with my whole heart. Let us praise the Lord and sing for joy to God who protects us. Well, what happens? What happens when I praise God with my actual whole heart? Let's take a look. First thing that happens is praising God lifts my spirit. Psalm 42, 5 and 6 says, Why am I so discouraged and why am I so troubled and upset? Instead, I will put my hope in God. Here, here. So last week, I got in one of those moments where I don't have an explanation for why I really don't. And after the fact, I'm always like, all right, let's diagnose this. Let me see if I can self-analyze to the point of understanding where I went from one day feeling really, really good on top of the world. And the next day I woke up and I was just blah. 
So I did. Or I did, I did now. But, but then I was, I was feeling that type of way, right? Like my day was just not good. And I, and I was conscious of it. I'm like, what is going on with me? Like yesterday was fantastic. And today I didn't do anything. I got good night's sleep. I didn't eat anything crazy. I did nothing really bad happen. And today I'm just, I'm just melancholy. I'm just tired. I'm just like, you know, nothing's, I'm not mad about anything. I'm just kind of down and like everything's not there. The joy of the Lord feels like it's left me. I'm not really sure what's taking place. I don't know why. But it was like a slow trickle, right? Like my day didn't necessarily start bad, but then like it just kind of slowly went downhill and it went into the next day and I'm like all right this has got to stop in fact I got to my gym and people are like hey what's up man I'm like hey, what's, up? what's going on and by the time we were leaving they're like you okay I'm like I'm fine why are you asking me if I'm okay I'm fine I got home I told Rachel I'm like everybody's asking me if I'm okay today she's like I was gonna ask you the same thing I'm like I'm fine I'm fine is there something on my face like what's wrong with me She's like, you're just not your, like, joyful, like, happy, you know, energetic, bugging me, annoying me self. Like, why are you, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Well, what's wrong with me? What's going on? So right away, I'm like, what happened yesterday? What did I do? Where did I go? Who did I interact with? What did I watch? What did I listen to? I'm not sure what's going on. You, you, know, you know what happened? I, I just, I hadn't worshipped. I hadn't praised the Lord. I hadn't glorified his name. I hadn't really gotten to his presence. Nothing was wrong with me. Nothing happened to me. Nothing bad took place. My, you know, a bank account didn't go insufficient. I didn't have some kind of major issue here at the church. I didn't, nothing was going on. My kids are great. Everybody's healthy. Things are good. I wasn't in his presence. I missed my father. I miss the joy of the Lord that only comes to me when I'm trusting him with my life, with I'm giving him my words, my affirmation of Jesus. I love you. Father, I give everything to you. And now I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them the provision and life and love of Jesus. And I'm going to do it into my, to my greatest being. I'm going, to, I'm going to worship you, God. Praising God lifts my spirit. In Isaiah, it says, To all who mourn, he gives beauty for ashes, joy instead of sadness, and praise instead of despair. The devil knows it, man. The devil knows it, that if he can get you out of contact with, God, contact with God, that he doesn't necessarily have to destroy your life to keep you from doing what it is God's called you to do. He doesn't have to rip your relationships apart. He doesn't have to necessarily wreck your car or get fired from your job or get an F on a test or whatever it is that's going on in your life. Those things don't necessarily always have to happen for you to have a moment where you're just existing. You're no longer walking in the steps that were ordered for you by God. You're just here on planet Earth doing nothing. Mourning, right? I'm thinking last week, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like pointless today. I have nothing to give and I don't know why. All I've got to do is step out of, just get distracted a little bit. Step out of worshiping Jesus. Step out of his presence for just a little bit. And suddenly I'm just like, I'm, 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 my steps are no longer ordered. I'm like, what, what's going to happen here? Why can't I get back to that? And he uses that in order to prevent us from moving towards what it is God's called us to do. But then when we release, when we give ourselves the opportunity to worship, when we step back into the presence of God, it releases God's power in your life. It turns your heart back to the, to the Father and it eliminates the enemy's attack in your life. Number two, praising God helps me sense his presence. Psalm 140, 13 says, The righteous praise your name and they live in your presence. The truth is you can't be in God's presence 
until you praise him. To live in God's presence requires your praise. It requires your trust. To be in the presence of God, it requires you to lift your voice to the King of Kings. To tell him who he is in your life. And then to live like it. To trust him in every area of your life. To take that laid back attitude of like, look, this is what it's going to be. That's fine. Jesus, I trust you. I worship you. In fact, I'm going to turn the music up and I'm going to see what happens. And I know it's going to be good. God, we praise you and we thank you because you are near. God is attracted to your praise. You know the Folgers commercial in the morning when everybody wakes up out of bed and they're like, what's that smell? I imagine Jesus feeling that way when I start to worship him with my whole heart. He's like, what's Lou doing down there? Oh, he woke me up. What are you doing, Lou? I'm worshiping you, Father. I love you. I couldn't do it without you. I need you. Thank you so much for what you've given to me. Thank you for the health of my children. Expressing gratitude in every area. Finding things to glorify him with. To express my love to him. And suddenly he's like, what's going on down there? What are you brewing? Jesus, I'm brewing love. I want your attention. I need you in my life. And suddenly the presence of God surrounds me because of my praise, because of my trust. Number three, praising God enlarges my perception of him. I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving, Psalm 69.30 says. When God gets larger in my life, isn't it crazy? When God gets larger in your life, suddenly your problems tend to get a lot smaller. And they may not seem that way for others around you, but in your supernatural state of being, they're just not that big of a deal anymore. And others are flabbergasted by the idea that you would say, that's not that big of a deal. They're like, yes, it is a huge deal. Do you understand what's going on? Like, I'm conscious of what's happening. I recognize it. Cognitively, I see it. I know it. I'm intelligent. I get it. I know why you're concerned for me. But do you understand who my father is? I do. I'm connected to him. I praise him all the day long. I worshiped him. I'm walking constantly in a state of understanding that I can trust him with every area of my life. And in return, he gives me his presence. And when I'm enveloped by the Lord's presence, my problems are very, very small. More recently, over the last year, I started using a sauna. I got like, I'm kind of like hook and line and sinker when it comes to like new things. I like new stuff. So a buddy of mine started a sauna company, started selling them. He's doing really well, good for him. But of course, like I was kind of not a guinea pig, but you know, he had to get his spiel out. He wanted to talk about it all the time. So I'm like, yeah, lay it on me. And I'm like, I'm in, man, let's do it. I want a sauna. He's like, man, it's, it's crazy. Like the percentage of life that it benefits you if you do it this certain amount of times a week at this temperature for these amount of times, it's really good. And here's what I learned. The heat actually dilates your blood vessels, right? So it, all, it ultimately allows more blood to circulate to your body. When, when your veins are constricted, it pulls blood away from that, right? So it'll reduce swelling, but it slows the healing process. That's why you can't keep ice on a wound for long. Now you want to keep the swelling down for a moment, but eventually you got to get that ice off because it needs blood to repair those broken muscles. So when you're working out or whatever it is that you're doing, you get into that heat for a certain period of time, right around 176 degrees, 15 minutes a day, quality, right? Anything above that, you break it up intermittently. There's a whole science to it. It's actually kind of interesting. But ultimately, when you're opening those blood vessels, you're helping to repair the torn and broken tissues. 
it repairs the body. It creates the opportunity for there to be healing and strengthening taking place in your body. Healing comes when you're praising Jesus. If you have a broken situation in your life, not, it's not going to get fixed. It's not going to heal itself on its own. You can't continually stay out of the presence of God, continue to not worship the king, continue to not praise him, to continue to try to fix everything on your own and expect that broken thing to be repaired. It requires dilation. It requires blood flow. It requires a connection with your father that sounds, acts, and looks like something when it says, Jesus, I worship you. I'm so grateful for all that you've done in my life. God, I praise your name. I lift a mighty song to you and I tell you, you are king. I trust you, Father. I worship you, Father. Suddenly, here comes that rush of blood. The rush of blood, blood of Jesus into your life, into the broken areas of your life, repairing it, restoring it, re-energizing and creating the opportunity now for there to be more strength in your life. Your problems go from big to small because you've opened up the vein between you and the Father. The Lord is great and worthy of our highest praise because his greatness is beyond understanding. I don't get what it is my friend's often talking to me about when he tells me all the science behind what's happening. I just kind of shake my head and I'm like, yeah, sounds good. I'll give it a shot. I've given it a shot and I'm telling you it works and I don't even care to find out why. I'll just do it. But you just tell me and I'll go in it for a certain amount of time and that sounds good. Like you did all the work. I trust you. I tried it. It works. Let's do it. The relationship that I have with the Lord has often come not at the expense of me not putting in a whole bunch of time reading on it or studying on it, other than just say, man, I've seen it. I've heard it. I've watched it happen in, this, in these lives around this building for more than 50 years. I'm like, let me give it a shot. Oh my gosh, it works. It works. How much greater of a testimony of your brother or of your sister in your life compared to just, you know, reading some stats, figures, and pieces of paper in black and white that tell you something. But if I know that it works and I've seen it in your life, man, I'm in. I'm all over it. Another aspect of my praise is so concerning to me because I want to ensure that everybody around me is knowing that, man, it works in my life. When I showed up the other day and everybody's like, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, man, that bothers me that I'm around you and you're thinking to yourself, what's the matter with him? Nothing's the matter with me. I'm so sorry I didn't praise Jesus and then I created for you a doubt of understanding of why it is that I'm having a situation in my life that I can't, I can't, like, I want to provide for you the example of understanding that Jesus is good in my life all the time. Let me tell you about my wounds. Let me tell you about my scars. Let me tell you about the issues in my life and how small they are. Number four, praising God reveals solutions that I can't see. David said this, I tried to understand all that was happening to me but it was too difficult to figure out until, until I went into the sanctuary of God. The realities of our situations, of our life circumstances, man, they become so complex. They become so difficult to manage. We're not quite sure how to restore the relationship with our broken family. We're not quite sure how it is I'm going to get to the next level at my work and I just can't seem to break through the ceiling. I'm just not quite sure how it is I'm going to go to the next step that I know God's called me to do it, but I just can't seem to get there. I just can't seem to break through. And every single time that I try, it's like I hit another wall. The truth is the understanding isn't going to come until you go into the sanctuary of God. Till you give him the opportunity 
to relieve you of the, of the task of trying to figure out the life that is his in the first place. Giving him the capacity to say, Lou, I got you. I'm going to show you. All I need you to do is enjoy my presence. Send up the sweet smell of your Folgers worship this morning and let me know that you love me. And in return, I'll give you wisdom beyond your capacity. Stop thinking and start trusting. Enters his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courtyard with praise. How's that hymn go? You guys going to help me? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. You got the back beat? I will. Something and something, something, something. I love it. It's so true. The, 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 the worship that comes in Psalms, the words expressed when they're real, when they're truthful, when, they're, when the way that you're speaking them, you're actually living them. There's a provision from God that provides you the understanding and the wisdom that's required in order to get to where it is God's told you to be. And I know you hear his voice the same way I do, but it requires you to praise him in order to get the information needed to go to the next level. Number five, praising God reminds me of his blessings. I love that. I love being reminded of how blessed I am. In fact, sometimes I do the opposite. If I'm out of whack, I know what I can go to. I've got tools in my belt, and one of them is just reminding myself of how blessed I am. I told this story a couple of weeks ago. My wife and two children and my boys, we were out camping, and we are having a great time, man. It was this little place we always go to in Pennsylvania. It was kind of cold and chill, and we got there a little bit late. So I'm like, let's just car camp. There's like these five little primitive spots right out front of the trailhead, and I'm like, let's just stay here. You know, we don't have to kill ourselves hiking all the way into the woods and setting, I should say, I won't have to kill myself hiking all the way into the woods, carrying everybody's stuff, setting everybody's stuff up while you guys sit there and watch me. So I was like, yeah, car camping sounds like a great idea. So we set it up. We're having a great time, and we're in and out of the car all night, in and out of the truck, you know, we're messing with stuff. And I remember specifically at one point going through the passenger door and reaching all the way across and hitting a bunch of buttons in the dark because I was trying to turn on the cargo lamp in the back of the truck. I got it on. I'm like, cool. I go back there, keep doing what I'm doing. We wake up the next morning, we got plans, we're going to go for a hike, and then we'll come back, and we're going to stop at Cracker Barrel on the way home. We're all just having a lot of fun. And, and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me move the car before we go, because I want to just pack everything up so when we come out of the trail, we don't have to do any of this. We packed everything up. Site was clean. You know, leave it better than you found it type situation. We, and, I, and I go to get in the truck. I'm like, you guys stay here. I'll go across the, the road, like down the road. There's like this little uh, parking lot area. I'll park it, I'll run back up here, and then we'll go hike, and we come back out, and we can get right in the car and just go straight to the restaurant. It's going to be perfect. Well, there's no key. I pushed it. I'm like, oh, the battery's dead. I'm like, no, this is horrible. This isn't exactly like, you know, Lorraine. We're out in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Like route whatever, I have no idea, mountain road, something or another. And I'm like, there's nobody around. Everybody's already gone. There's one camper like next to us down the way. And he's in like this little four banger Subaru, which is not going to jump my truck. And they're still sleeping. So I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, now what are we going to do? I'm going to stand on the side of the road. It's like this really big road, which people rarely come down. So I have no idea when and if somebody's going to come by. And if it's even they're going to be the right kind of car. And if or they're going to even stop when I'm waving at them as they're coming around a giant curve on a downhill slope. So I'm like, how am I going to make this happen? This is ridiculous. And I'm like, you know what? To be honest, whether we jump the car now or we jump the car later, we're going to miss out on an awesome day. Like the sun was shining. It was perfect. I'm like, so 
how about we'll just leave the car here? Somebody will be here later on, right? So cool, we left. And we're hiking, and like the anxiety every mile that goes, about a seven-mile loop, is starting to build in me. And I'm like, that was a really good idea, Lou, to be super cool and chill about that and not ruin the morning by freaking out on everybody. But now you only got like three miles to go, and you're going to get back to the car, and there's not going to be anybody there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so true. It's not going to, it's not going to, we're going to be staying there for four hours. Then it's going to be nighttime, and I'm not staying another night. we got stuff to do tomorrow. Like, we got to come home. And I'm just like starting to freak out. And then I'm talking to Rachel about it. I'm trying not to like really freak the kids out about it. I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be any cars there. And she's like, well, you said like, just relax and chill, and it's going to be fine. Somebody will be there, and it'll work out. And like, what happened? I'm like, well, now reality's setting in. Like, I'm just, we got to fix it. Like, you, you going to do it? Because I'm the one that set everything up. Like, so I'm like spinning out of control, right? And she's like, listen, just relax. It's going to be fine. I'm like, easy for you to say. I'm going to be the one walking up the mountain. All right, all right. So what are we going to do? So she's like, listen, I, I just believe, and now the boys are involved, right? Because they started hearing me lose my cool. And she's like, here's what's going to happen. We're going to walk out of the trail and in that parking lot is going to be a brand new, and she said, a brand new shiny F1 or F250 in the parking lot. And they're going to be so willing to help us. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Whatever, fine. But I kind of like got back on the positive train. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right. Because I'm like trying to be, you know, I'm teaching the boys. We're out in the woods and trying to be guys. I'm like, yeah, you're right, guys. You're right, Rachel. It's going to be perfect. No worries. And they were kind of like looking at me like, is this, we're going to be stuck in the woods forever. Like, not really either way, but, you know, they're freaking out a little bit. So I'm like, yeah, 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 you're right. It's going to be great. No worries. We'll make this happen. It's going to be fun. Let's just enjoy the rest of the day. And right then and there, like, it clicked. I'm like, isn't God good, like, that that's sunny outside today? Like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy, like, how the sun's shining through the, the trees, and it's warm, and it was freezing last night, but now we have this perfect weather for the hike, and we're sitting next to this creek, and we're eating lunch, and, God, my kids are healthy, and we're spending time with one another, and, like, my marriage is whole, and, you know, we're, we're going to come out of here. I have money to stop at Cracker Barrel on the way home. I am so blessed. Like, God, you're so good to me. And, like, I started getting right back on track. Like, that's the power of, like, yeah, God. But it's, like, it's the power of a good woman. Shout out to y'all women. Like, she got me back on track. And I'm like, all right, yeah, we're cool. And then the whole time we're like, I can't wait to see this F-150. It's going to be so dope. Like, what do you think it looks like? Is it blue? Is it red? Is it black? Like, what's the color going to be? Like, who are the people inside of it? Are they going to be super nice? Are they going to be this, whatever? So we're just enjoying ourselves again. Like, all the anxiety is gone. And, we, and I kept bringing it up. I kept bringing it up. I'm like, tell me more about the F-150 that's going to be there. Tell me again. Please tell me again. And she's like, yeah, it's going to be there. It's going to have like this and that on or whatever. And I'm telling you, like, God's so crazy. We're walking out. There's this big overlook. We can do the overlook thing, and I just want to get down the hill. So I'm, like, doing the fast-paced shuffle. And I'm, like, 6'3", and a huge dude, and there's three little kids behind me. I'm so far ahead of them at this point. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to see the F-150. I want to see the F-150. And, and like, it's, but I had to keep slowing myself down. And I'm, and I'm telling myself, so I'm like, don't you dare say it out loud. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm for real. Like, don't count any points against me. I believe it. I'm serious. But then my mind's like, ain't going to be there. I'm like, no, 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 get out. I'm like, get out. I didn't say that, God. I didn't say that. Like, I can't control my brain. They're not coming out of my mouth. It's only in my mind. I'm not going to say it. So I'm like struggling to just keep on going. We get down there. And I'm not telling, I'm telling you, like, I'm not more than one step out of the trailhead. And, it, and it's right on the road, like it's way up on the backside. You got to come down the hill to get to the parking lot. I hear whoom, a car door, like slam. I'm like, there's a car there. So at this point, I abandoned everybody. And I just like, I got this big backpack. I'm like running down, running down the hill. I come around the edge of the, the parking lot. And, and it's just like a, you know, a woodsy parking lot. It's a big open area. And, and I'm, it's so great. 
there sits a brand new, like 2022, shiny blue, like the, not just like an F-150, but like whatever platinum version that F-154 sells, a platinum like version of this situation. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. And literally like Louis comes running behind me. He's like, it worked. I'm like, it did, it always works, son. This is what we do. Like, like. It was crazy. And then, I, and then right away, of course, like I'm not saying this out loud, God, but what if these people are not cool? Like they got a great truck and that's awesome. But what if the people in the truck aren't willing to help us jump my truck, which would be horrible, but that's not going to happen, right? So like I come around the corner and literally Elmer Fudd is standing like at the front of it like, hey, how you doing, partner? I'm like, I'm doing great. How are you doing? He's like, yeah, everything okay? I'm like, nope, it's not. My truck is dead. He's like, oh, you're parked over there in the campsite. I was wondering who was over there. He's like, what you need? I'm like, I think I need to jump. Man, we love to help you. Like, literally, he goes, we love to help you jump. I'm like, oh, let's go. So at that point, like, I started talking with an accent because he was talking like an accent. And we became best friends. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but this is great. And, and, then, and then I'm like, man, I just, we were believing, I started, you know, I started using Christian, I was just using lingo that I use. I'm like, we were just believing the whole trail, you know, like that, that this is gonna, we're going we're gonna to come out here. And my wife even said, like, we're just going to believe that there's going to be a truck. He's like, amen to that. And his wife's like, so we were like, are y'all Christians? Are you, we were trying to figure it out. And then they were like, so we, we finally made the connection. And I'm like, man, we're so blessed to meet you guys. And we, you know, we high-fived and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it's amazing that, that when you praise God and remind yourself of the blessings in your life, the supernatural is released. I don't believe for a, for a moment that they had even any plans of being in that parking lot until we started speaking life. Until, until we started declaring the blessings of God over our life. And it wasn't just the positivity part. It was the after part, too. When we started saying, man, the sun is shining. Our bodies are whole. God's like, what are y'all talking about down there? Oh, Hey, uh, call the F-150 dude. Call Elmer and tell him I'm going to need to be at route whatever at the parking lot in about an hour hour and 45 minutes. They're going to be out there. I want them to be there. And let's initiate that. Raising up the sweet aroma of my praise, of our praise. Raising up the sweet trust of your life to God releases the supernatural in your life. Every single time. It's crazy. You know, a lot of my friends over the years, like, and it's not like this all the time. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but there's just moments. I just, I just believe what I read sometimes and, and what I've been taught. And it's, it's crazy how it works. So it's not every day, but on my best day, I've been called. My friends will be like, man, you're like Lucky Lou. Like every time we hang out with you, like something good happens. And I'm like, not every time, but yes, I have a little bit of reputation. And I don't necessarily think of myself as lucky, but I do think of myself as blessed. And every once in a while, like I'll play the game. I'm like, God, what can we make happen today? Like, let's see. I swear, like, I'll go to places. It doesn't always work, but I'll challenge them. I'm like, hey, I really would like a front row parking spot. Doesn't even have to be front row. But if you give me, like, second or third, like, when we go to Cedar Point, I always do it. Rich is like, where are you going? Like, the parking lot's packed. I'm like, he got a spot for me. He got a spot for me. And it doesn't always work, but I go, and I'm like, I expect the spot. I expect the spot. I expect there's going to be goodness in my life everywhere that I go, that the opportunities that God presents in front of me are not by mistake. It is because I'm offering up the sweet presence of God. And sometimes I double down. I'm like, Jesus, you are awesome. You are so good. I love you. I'm like trying to think of everything I could possibly say, like make it go down. But it's true. It's true. God, his presence is attracted to those who, who, who sing his praises, who declare his goodness, who constantly and consistently are declaring, God, I trust you with my life. I'm going to act like it. I'm going to talk like it. I'm going to live like it. And no matter what's going on around me, Jesus, I give you all of my trust. And in return, the presence of God. 
In return, the wisdom of the Lord. In return, the protection of God, the provision of God. Every area of your life, the health of Jesus. It's just amazing how, how, how calculated it is. I mean, it is two plus two, baby. Like it is just two plus two. It, and I know we make it difficult at times because we, we get into the rigmarole of trying to figure things out. But that's the whole point. Stop trying to figure it out. Just let it be, man. When the veins get dilated, blood comes and it heals. When you lift up the name of Jesus and you worship him, he heals. That's just how it works. It's awesome. You don't have to figure it out. That's the good news. You don't need to agree in it. You just have to believe in it. Number six, God enlists. Oh, praising God, I should say. Praising God enlists God's protection. So the king appointed singers. This is so crazy. So the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing praise to the Lord and praising him. They sang, give thanks to the Lord because his faithful love endures forever. The moment the people started singing and praising, the Lord caused the opposing forces to start attacking each other and they were completely defeated. Here comes the army and ahead of them is the worship team. Ashley and Dion and Neff and David, they're all out front. Here comes Brandon playing his bass, right? Nick's got like the, the marching band drums going. Out front of these warriors that are ready to go to war. Not knowing whether or not today would be the last day they breathe. Not knowing if going into battle would mean their, their decimation. Believing that they would, but knowing that the first thing we need to do before we do anything, before one sword is drawn, before one battle is fought, <coughs> we have to give praise to God. We have to worship the king. We have to let everyone know, including our enemies, that the king of kings and the Lord of lords leads us into every area of our life. And before they even got there, the enemy just started destroying themselves. And not one life is lost. How good is it to know that you have a father who will protect you in every area of your life and that all you have to do is acknowledge him. Stepping into that scary interview, making that life-altering move to a new place, <laughs> talking to that girl you never thought you would be willing to, you know, meeting that new person, <coughs> starting that new business, making a, making a move to another house after you said, I'll never move again. Singing the praises of God takes all of that and it just blows it away. It eliminates the fear. It eliminates the enemy. And it blows open the doors of God's grace in your life. The provision, the protection that you need in order to get to where it is he's calling you to be. The place that you're scared of most is most definitely the right direction. And I get why it's scary. I'm scared too. But when I get scared, I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. Because if it's not making me nervous, it ain't worth it. It's an opportunity for me to recognize like, man, that scares, that scares me bad. But now I got to sing. Jesus, I come into your, your course with thanksgiving all my heart. You have blessed me, Father. Thank you, Lord. I trust you. 
one scared step at a time. I'm not really sure what's ahead of me, but I know that that's where I'm supposed to be going and I give you my praise. I give you my trust. And I know that you're going to guide me, that you're going to protect me, that you're going to scatter my enemies. In the midst of your battle, your praise will protect you. It will confuse your enemy. It will turn them on themselves. In Psalm 28, 7, it says, The Lord protects and defends me when I trust Him. He helps me and He fills me with joy as I praise Him. Finally, number seven, it says, Praising God frees me and it opens doors. And it's a way of life. It absolutely is a way of life. I love traveling down to like the islands, you know, even like Hawaii and stuff. And everybody's like, yeah, man, hang loose, chill. No problem, man. I tease my Haitian friends and I like try to use their accent. Mr. Louis, Louis, no problem. I'm like, I know it's no problem. And I appreciate that that's the way you think. Because the reality is it isn't a problem. It isn't a problem. And hanging loose is a way of life. Because I know when I give the king, when I give my father my worries, when I give him my praise, when I give him my trust, all I got to do is hang loose. Enjoy the waves. Soak in the sun. Say yes. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll hang out. Yeah, that sounds good. All good, man. Not a problem. Praising God frees me and open doors. It says about midnight, the story of Paul and Silas, we're praying and singing songs to God as the other prisoners listen. Suddenly there was a strong earthquake and it shook the foundations of the jail. Here's Paul and Silas sitting in jail, arrested, like to be murdered, to be killed, to be martyred. And these dudes rotting away next to them, all these other inmates, looking at them, telling them the stories of how bad it is, how mistreated they are, how they're gonna die, it's not gonna work out for you. And they're singing, they're singing. You know why? Because they spent time in the presence of God and they knew and they know that when they need their father most, all they gotta do is start lifting their voices to him and singing the praises of Jesus. And his presence has no choice but to envelop every area of their life. The doors fall off and they walk out of the jail. You know what happened? Everybody around him walked out of the jail too. Everybody got free. Just because those two knew that in order for the presence of God to come, they had to send up the sweet aroma of their trust and their praise to the Lord. Your trust and your praise will affect your family's lives. Your trust and your praise will provide security for your children the same way my wife's trust and praise provided security for my sons. It provided security for me. And then it provided security for the people we met at the parking lot. And then who knows else after that, because the whole way home, I was touching people for Jesus all the way along. I'm like, man, it's a great day. I don't know what you're doing later, but you're gonna have an awesome day. I don't know either, but I guess I will. I'm like, yeah, you will. My lifting, my praise to Jesus affects other people. Your lifting, your praise to the Lord, trusting Him affects your family. It affects your children. The same way your negativity, you're speaking death over your life, your nervousness to make the next move, your anxiety about what it is that's gonna be done if I don't do this or I do that, it affects your life. It affects your family's life. It affects your community's life. Tonight, understanding a little bit of like 
what it means and how we operate is crucial to moving to where it is God has us called to go in 2023. I wanted to save that word for the end, but that's, that's why I spoke it. Because if we want to get to where it is God's calling us to be, we've got to change. We've got to empower our praises to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords every single day. We've got to ensure the presence of God in our lives by lifting up our praise to Him, not just in our worship, in our praise, in our, in our words, but in our trust. Not worrying and fretting and speaking negativity and wondering, oh my gosh, how am I going to take that? How am I going to take care of this? God's got it. Hang loose, bro. Hang loose, gal. God's got you. If there's an unction in your belly, step forward in faith and watch him provide for you. If there's an enemy at your gate, sing his praises and watch him scatter and destroy your enemy in front of you before you even get there. If you're not sure about what to do or how to get it done, start praising him and watch the wisdom of the Lord supernaturally invade your mind and give you answers that you never even thought of. Ideas that come supernaturally. Like how in the world did you come up with that, man? You are so smart. Honestly, I don't, I, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just started worshiping. I just started telling Jesus how good he is to me, how much he's blessed me. I started sending up the sweet aroma of how much I love him, how much I trust him, how much I want the presence of him in my life. Let's stand up on our feet. I bless you tonight. Those of you that are here or you're watching online, I bless you tonight. I declare over your life that anxiety drops, rolls off your back like water tonight. I speak faith over you. That whatever God has put in your heart, the vision that he's given you, I speak faith over you that you would step out boldly and go and take it. That you would walk towards your enemy, singing the praises of God, knowing that he's gonna scatter every distraction in front of you, every stronghold, every barrier that has been put there to prevent you from becoming what it is God's called you to be. It's destroyed, lift up the praises to Jesus. I declare healing over your life. Don't listen to the report of the doctor. Don't speak death into your life, speak life. I declare healing over you. Over your finances, the worry that you have about how to, to make that next bill or to be able to put that money down or whatever it is that's going on, I declare financial freedom over your life, wisdom over your life. That the answers to the questions that seem so huge in your life, that the dilation of Jesus, the dilation of Jesus, the healing blood of Jesus, the wisdom power of Jesus is infiltrating your veins, your thoughts right now. That there are supernatural ideas brewing and stewing that are going to come out. That are going to change your life. That are going to change the lives of others around you tonight. Let's do this before we go. It's an action item. It's an action item and it's important because I speak it over you, but you got to speak it for yourself. you got to declare it yourself. 
I'll even turn the, ask you guys to turn the music up. It's a little more comfortable when the music's up. Turn the music up. You can play. I want, I want you to lift your voice tonight. I want you to lift your voice tonight and tell the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords how much you love Him. Declare the blessings of God. Let Him know how blessed you are, how much in love you are with Him. Thank Him for the goodness in your life. Tell Him why you're grateful. Send up the sweet aroma of your praise to the Almighty King tonight. Can we do that just for a few seconds here before we go? Come on, let's worship. To worship you, I live. Father, to I worship you. providing for me, for taking care of all of my needs. Thank you, Father, for giving me all that I need. Providing me with wisdom, Lord Jesus. King, you are good to me. Father, thank you. I worship you. Holy, holy, holy. You are holy, Lord. I worship you, Father. but anybody in this room right now if, if God's calling you to speak to somebody go do it I, I think that that's, a, that's, that's what God said if God's calling you to speak over someone's life go do that go let them know that he's there that he wants to love on you but, but if you've never met Jesus before and you don't even really know who he is or really what I'm talking about or how that really works let me just tell you something it, it's, it's not complicated no math required I promise I'm not a math guy there's none there's none all you have to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior. He'll do the rest. You just got to hang loose. Tonight, if you want to meet your maker, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I declare you king. And I send to you, Lord God, all of my trust, all of my praise, knowing that you will return to me all that I need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There are folks here that want to support you and love you and answer your questions. Get into church. Get here this Sunday. It's the, bring the one Sunday. That one person that's been on your heart. That one person that you've been, I've been, I've been wanting to invite them. I'm not quite sure how. Get them here this Sunday. They need to be here. It's the one Sunday right here in the rain on this Sunday morning. All right, guys? Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. We will see you guys at 10 a.m. here in the rain.